The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's October 17th, a day for blunt talk about marijuana on 630 Chad. Some songs here that I haven't heard, I think, ever, or at least not in a very long time. If you were in a time capsule, uh, (laughs) or if you could travel in time and you were listening to Ched five years ago, ten years ago, and then transported to today, you'd be like, what? What? Did they get sold? Uh, We've been talking all day about the legalization of cannabis, and there are plenty of rules, as you know, about the uh, legal consumption of recreational cannabis, where you can and can't use it, and that includes Edmonton International Airport. The Vice President of Corporate Communications at EIA. That's not easy to say for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Tracy Bednard uh, joins us now. Hey, Tracy. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. You know what? Uh, among the many questions we've been asked today, and uh, boy, I don't know what happened to Google, but apparently we replaced <laughs> it, um, is about traveling. So we really wanted to talk to you. Let's start with at the airport itself, in the areas which I'm uh, typically found before a flight, uh, the smoking designated smoking areas. Can you smoke cannabis there now? You cannot smoke cannabis unless it's medicinal, and if so, you need to have your prescription with you. But then you'd be able to do it in the designated smoking areas inside the airport? There There are none. Oh, there are none inside anymore. Oh, so it's just outside. You non-smokers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's two or three of them, right, on both levels? Yeah, I mean, so there are absolutely designated smoking areas. They are outside, and um, the only time you can smoke cannabis is if it's for medicinal purposes and with your prescription. Could I ask why that rule, given the legalization of cannabis? Yeah, I mean, we spent, as you can imagine, as as, uh, many many have done across Canada, spent some time consulting with the other airports, with RCMP, with security, and uh, generally airports across the country felt that the best decision uh, and to try to be as consistent as possible was to allow the medical consumption, uh, but not recreational. Hmm. Why did I think that you guys still had a little room that you oh, could go and smoke? Oh, how I wish in? that were true. They were <laughs> then, horrible, by the way. I know, I'm talk sure about talk about a time capsule. I mean, that that's a few years back. Yeah. It, it is, and they were they were horrible. There, there used to be in various airports smoking sections of restaurants, that, but they oh, had to yeah, be fully. Yeah. In, no. Nobody ate food in there. Let's be honest. So, Tracy, um, when if you're traveling in Canada. So if I'm heading from Edmonton to Toronto, heading to Edmonton to Thunder Bay, can I carry cannabis with me? You can. You can carry both recreational and medicinal. There are limits to that. So, um, I mean, one of the things we're just really asking people to do is go online and do their research. There are different forms of cannabis, for example. So it's important that people do research. Um, be aware that you can take up to 30 grams within Canada, and you can do that in either your carry-on or your checked luggage. So, again... Um there's a law and then there's a rule, right? So if I'm over the legal limit, I, I keep saying I, this will never be me, I swear. Um, if I have more than 30, um, can I say, yeah, but I'm traveling with a companion. So it's, uh, you know, less than 15 each. No. 
Okay. No, it's pretty. It's pretty clear. It's thirty. It's thirty grams uh, per person. Now, if you find yourself, and maybe not you, but someone you're traveling with, is finding yourself in a situation where you have more than the thirty grams on you, you've already, um, and you're you're trying to head through security. We do have amnesty bins, so there are bins in place at security so that you can dispose of the additional cannabis there. Well, the question needs to be asked: What happens to all of that? That will be dealt with by the RCMP, so the airport doesn't have a piece of that. The, the law enforcement will be responsible for coming to, to collect what's in those bins. Okay, so wait a second. And uh, then they're doing these amnesty bins yes. in, like in Colorado and Vegas. They yes. have them I've there them. as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as well. So there's a legal limit, um, and you're adhering to that limit when it comes to checking through security. But if someone's over that legal limit, is there someone there that's going to charge them? Well, you know, again, it's it's the airport. So one thing I would say is an airport is a fairly disciplined, um, it's a disciplined environment. So really from the airport's perspective, we can just try to give people the best information possible to make sure that uh, they're not delayed or dealing with a situation they don't want to deal with. Um, at the airport, uh, CATSA is responsible for security screening, but there are also security personnel and ultimately there are RCMPs. So um, the other component, I guess I would say, is um, an airline or law enforcement agency can also make a decision to deny boarding for a passenger if they feel that that passenger is intoxicated and could potentially endanger the safety of others. So, you know, really it's, it's just about asking people to really understand what those limits are and you don't, you, you don't probably want to risk that in an airport environment. I think one of the, the challenges that some folks have, Tracy, is the fact that you can go into uh, an airport at five in the morning and buy a beer <laughs> have one or, or two um, but you're not going to be able to you know light up a, a joint on, on on the way in and and chill out before you get on the plane but you can buy a beer yeah and you know that was one of the questions that you know i was asking too as we were consulting with other airports and sort of talking through that and one of the points that was made was i mean you know one one doesn't just consume beer anywhere there are licensed and specific establishments that you're permitted to to consume alcohol and again at this point in terms of smoking the the areas that are available um at, at the airport is is outside in that smoking area so you know that was that was one of the considerations that people talked to us about so now if somebody's traveling internationally um, and so security looks at their boarding pass or well for that matter they're going to the international area um are they turned back now if they have recreational marijuana with them with the full knowledge that it's illegal what they're about to do? Yeah, and again, this is this is where, you know, we want to put the power in it with the traveler because you don't want it to come to a point where there's a security intervention. So um, we need people to know that if you're traveling across the border, that any kind of cannabis is illegal. And so we have those amnesty bins at all of the security points, including the border crossing um, where you would go through into the United States, for example. So at, at anywhere you're going to go through security or potentially cross the border, we do have those amnesty bins. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I know you don't speak on behalf of the airlines per se, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious about this because I'm a big fan of uh, the television show Border Security. So I know U.S. security, Border Security has said, look, we're not going to go out of our way to ask trick questions or, you know, entrapment type questions about whether or not you've smoked marijuana because, but we still are not going to allow marijuana in. It's illegal to bring it in. The airlines 
when somebody when somebody goes to an international destination and is denied, the airlines have to bring them back again, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So is that something that you've discussed or or are the airlines concerned about this sort of thing or I mean, where where does that stand? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different sort of players within the aviation system. So, I mean, all of those kinds of things are are under discussion. And at at different points, each of us have a different opportunity to communicate with a passenger. So, you know, I think really the, the consensus has just generally been as much as we can all get out and try to communicate and encourage people to understand what the rules and regulations are, the better. And, you know, I still sort of end with that, with that final, with that final piece around, you know, we want to put that control in, into the passengers. So just really asking them not to risk, um, risk their journey um, or, or just the stress of, of not understanding um, what they can do. Yeah, again, someone just texted in, you know, Tracy says, so I travel from Edmonton to Toronto, say with one gram and catch a flight to Europe or the States and I get dog sniffed. Yeah, you can't do that. You cannot travel internationally with that on you. That's correct. And, and, and that's the case if it's, if it's uh, medicinal as well. So, you know, we just really want to be clear about the legality across Canada, but crossing any borders, it is not legal. All right. So if folks want to find out more, the website, I'm guessing Edmonton International Airport has it all, all sussed out uh, right there. We do. There's your homework for the weekend. <laughs> it's flyeia.com and then slash cannabis. And we've also linked to other resources just to try to make it simple for travelers to, to collect that information. All right. Tracy, always great to talk to you. Thanks for this. Okay. Thanks to you All both. right. Take care. Bye. No Wooderson. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Say, so, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.